Hi, folks. You are watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. I'm Mike Morales in Southern California. That guy out there is Eric Zandona in Florida's Emerald Coast. Eric and I are excited. And Eric just made me even more excited. Yeah. We're going to taste and dissect Alipus. And this is San Miguel Aniversario. This is the 20th, and it's a, to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Alipus, which I was not aware that Alipus was as old as we are. Tequila. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason we're excited is take a look at this label. It says it's Mezcal Ancestral. Mm -hmm. The last time that uh, we had any ancestral uh, mezcal was uh, Don Amado, which we had the whole line of Don Amado and we fell over backwards because we yeah. love it. This is, what, what's your rule of thumb, Eric? Because it's, it's, another, it's another style or uh, uh, within the category. And it's right. a division within the category. And you said to me, the difference between ancestral and artisanal is ancestral has no metal, basically. Basically, there's no metal in the production of the spirit. So what's really exciting for me, I, I love the, the, the regular bottling of Alipus from San Miguel, one of my all-time favorites. But, so I'm really excited for this. But so they use um, wooden mallets to grind wow. agaves by hand. Very labor-intensive, very physically demanding on the the men and women who do it. And so there's no metal contact there. And then they then distill it. Uh, they ferment it in wood and then they distill it in uh, clay pots. And so the clay pot gives us really nice yeah. minerality to the-, the, oh, it's, the full, it's full of wet cement. You know, the, the, yeah. now this, the, the plant they're using on this one is Tobolon. So yes. it's Farin, folks. Yeah. Uh, which is really exciting to me because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I think the Don Amado in uh, Oya de Barro is, is that's what they call it. I yeah. think that's Espadin. I, I hope it is. I, I, it's been a while since I've had any and probably gone by now. But uh, so let's just pour this juice. Yeah, let's do it. We're getting because I broke the seal off camera here. And uh, I'm going to pour mine in a Stasol Jarrito for Mezcal. This is at uh, what, 47 and a half ABV? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, 47.5. 47.5, folks. When you're starting to break, when you're, when you're splitting hairs, that's ancestral, folks. <laughs> you're, uh, you know, 47, 48, más o menos, you know? Yeah. Más o menos. Lingering bubbles. It's and it's and look at that. Look at how clear it is, though. Yeah. You know, we get some tequilas that are this shiny, and it, sometimes they have glycerin. Sometimes it's naturally occurring in the in the district. Right. Just beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, these are thick legs and tears. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. I would say this is a good indicator of what the mouthfeel is going to be like. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's got a really fantastic aroma. Oh, it's right deep. off the top. It's deep. It is. It's but deep. There's, a, there's a fruitiness in there too, though, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And that and that's not uncommon from Tobola. You get this fruitiness, but there's this real depth to it at the yeah. same There's a touch of like minerality that I think is coming through from the clay. 
I was expecting a little bit more clay because I know Don Amado has has more of the wet cement right on top, you know, and I, I mm-hmm. love that. I just because because I miss seeing it in tequilas, you know. Yeah. Um, but this is one of the things that so when you're making mezcal in this real sort of traditional fashion, um, there are a lot of residual fats, right? We don't think about agave having fat very much, right? We tend to talk about the sugar and all that it's important for making the alcohol but all of that when you're taking the agaves the roasted agaves you're milling them by hand and then all that fiber and juice gets fermented and then all of that goes into the still a lot of those fats are able to come through well isn't it true that they don't shave agave in when you make mezcal the way they do in tequila they you'll no. see and they're they're almost, they're almost, you see very little green on them. Yeah. And with mezcal, you like to leave the green on there. Yeah. Some of those pinions are really spiky because yeah. that's, that's additional flavor, right? It's additional flavor, additional sugar, but then you also get some of that waxiness. Yeah, yeah. From the, the uh, leaves. So I think a lot of that richness comes from this, you know, real ancestral process. I know that in tequila, the, the waxiness and the bitterness that, that the leaves have is, is frowned upon. It's, it's, not, it's, not a, um, it's not an aspect, uh, it's not an element that, that tequilitos right. like to deal with. Right. And I don't think that the blue agave itself actually, I think these <laughs> other plants are probably more richer in their, in their uh, penca fibers. Yeah, the blue agave because blue agave has been been cloned now for years. So right, maybe it's lost its, you know, its its gaminess with right. that, that cloned blue agave. Um, this is I, I think the this tobala has got to be wild harvested too, isn't it? I, I my guess is that that it would be wild. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready to take a sip. Yeah, let's go. Mm. There it is. Mm. Oh. Wow. Nice pepper explosion at like a to the to the back and the rear. Yeah. Beautiful finish. I love that progressness, mm-hmm. that that denseness. Yeah. But you know, I'm not getting I'm not getting the wet cement. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it bothers me, but I'm getting a lot of a lot of the great plant fibers, you know, that the fibrousness is coming through. And it's much brighter than I thought it would be. See, hmm. even Hoya de Barro has a different style, different hand of the maker, different plant. Right. And that's the thing, like I don't I don't remember where the Don Amato is coming from. Cause you know, there's a lot of uh clay pot mezcal coming out of Minas, which is more in the valley. Right. Where- San Miguel is up in the mountains. And so that's going to affect the way things ferment. Yeah. And, yes. things and for also things just the tradition of the distiller. Yes. Yeah, it's like baking. It's like trying to bake in Colorado versus baking in Florida, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, it's got a really great aroma. It's the the body to me isn't as viscous as the 
uh, Los Nahuales that we just tasted. Right. It's got this giant explosion of flavor. Yes. Your palate, pepper, really strong. Some, I would say like some, some of the like woodiness from the, the roasting comes through. And again, folks, if you're worried about smoke and mezcal, there's none. It's virtually mm. non-existent. So even the ones that have smoke, believe it or not, it, it, if it doesn't come across on, you won't even know that smoke is there until you start to taste it on your palate. Yeah. What I tell people, and maybe you'll agree with me or not, but the idea of using glycerin, you know, that it, it winds up coating your palate, whether you're using it in, in rum or scotch, or not scotch, but um, rum or sherry or whatever, or even some tequilas and manejos, it's, you, it's, it's there to coat your palate. Yeah. When I get smoked as, a, as an afterthought on some mezcals, you start to taste it on your palate and it's almost like the smoke is an afterthought. It starts to act like glycerin. Then you start to taste it and you start to, it's like you're, you're not even swallowing and you're still retasting what you just saw. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's the, uh, the charm of the smoke is it's doing, it's an element that does its job. It, it helps to enhance the flavor profile not to, not to, you know, get in the way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a really lovely mezcal that I think it would pair well with like fatty cheeses, but you could also do some like barbacoa. Um, yeah. And I, you know, it would work really well. Again, this is one of the things that I've talked about before, right? With certain, with special batches of mezcal, right? It's meant for a celebration. Right. Oh, so you got to think party. You don't like it. I could easily sip on this at night, just really kind of delve into it. But these are also really meant to be, they're social drinks, right? The, yes. the community comes together. You drink it together. You're at a quinceanera. You're at the Saints Day Festival for your town and you're with your neighbors and you're enjoying this. And so I think that's one of the one of the wonderful things about like the mezcal culture of Mexico is that it's almost always centered around sharing with other people. And um, so that, you know, take something special like this, share it with somebody, you're gonna enjoy it a lot more. For sure, a graduation, a funeral, a birth, yeah. you know, um, I had, uh, when you get a chance, Eric, and maybe, um, and for those of you folks who are watching us, and by the time you see this video, it could be July, because we're, we have so much content, and, and I'm doing, you know, you and I are going to be doing an open bar pretty soon with, uh, uh, with uh, Thomas, uh, Tom Hall, of Tomas Mescal, and uh, um, I did a, a, an hour, in, an hour interview with um, one of the founders and, and, and owners of uh, Brujo Mezcal. Mm -hmm. To have him tell the stories that he told about the people, he's, it's the same thing that you're telling me. How, how you know, he was, he was there um, when they were sourcing the, these mezcals and he's so passionate. His passion comes right through the screen. Yeah. He sent me pictures that I kind of share on screen too. And I kind of fumbled my way into screen sharing with, with Zoom. But he sent me some beautiful pictures. And, and he said the same thing. He said, you know, these mezcals, he said, they're, they even, they help at birth, they help in death. Um, he was there at a, at a, 
a birth. Somebody, uh, a young woman had a, had a, a baby, one of his master distillers, and he tells the story. And right behind, right behind the, 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 the bed that she was on, you know, as soon as she gave birth, they gave her mezcal because it was a way, it was medicinal. It was a way of relation, of getting, of coming back into your being, you know, after, after having just given birth. And it's like, that's yeah. beautiful. This story, you, you got to watch him. Uh, uh, yeah. His name is Javier. I, right now, his last name escapes me, but he is, the, he is one of the owners and founders of Brujo Mezcal. It's an amazing hour and 20 minutes we spent. And just to see his stories and how the whole thing came across, it's exactly what you're telling me. And, yeah. and yeah, this, this Alipus, for sure, this is, this is a, well, first of all, brand of promise, not yeah. this category. This is an ancestral, an ancestral mezcal. And I got to say, Eric, I'm surprised at how bright the flavor, is, the flavor mm -hmm. are. It's not what I expected, but, yeah. but it's a delight because that's just it. Every time you and I do one of these, we get yeah. surprised. It's a whole different ball game, you know, for, for this. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what kind of price point are we seeing? Do, do you even know what the price point is on this? Thing? Yeah. So I think what I was seeing on, yeah, Old Town, it's about 120 for the bottle. That's so, that's yeah. so the the standard uh, San Miguel from Alipus, I think, is in the 80s, plus or minus. Um, and so this is, again, I don't remember what that one's, the agave is for the other. But Tobola tends to be a, a, a little bit more expensive agave. And with this anniversary uh, blend, 47 and a half. I think it's well worth it. Yeah, it's it's and it's like you said, it's it really is a, a special celebratory bottle. Um, you know, it's not to be uh yeah, it probably wouldn't be here every day. Uh but no. maybe, maybe the other line would be would be more suitable for what you're planning on. But this is a this is like holidays, Christmas, baptisms, you know, all, yeah. all everything you mentioned and more. Yeah. Uh, I I love this. It is not exactly what I expected, and I'm pleasantly surprised. It's it's delicious. It's Ali yeah. 20th anniversary San Miguel. It is ancestral and worth every penny. And oh yeah, yeah. in the master. We just quick call out to the maestro uh, Don Felix Garcia, who who made this in in Sol de Vega. Wow. And Excellent job. It's excellent. Yep. Brand of Promise nominee in that category. Folks, that's our take on Ali Pus. I'm Mike Morales here in Southern California. That gentleman out there is? Eric Zandona in Crestview, Florida. He's your tour guide for all mezcal, uh, everything out of Oaxaca. Uh, you've been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cup on Tequila Aficionado Media. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe, hit the notification bell, give us a like. If you're watching us and you've had this before, please let us know what you're doing with it you know where you're buying and how much you're paying for it all that stuff um if you're listening to us uh, anywhere where you download your podcasts like uh you know itunes or spotify uh thank you and subscribe and whatever you do tomar sabiamente wisely